A near total abortion ban proposed by Republican lawmakers. We'll have a preview of this week's special session and our interview with Republican State Senator Kyle Walker, who's calling for a more balanced approach. Plus, I'll talk with GOP Chairman Kyle Hupfer and Democratic Party Chair Mike Schmoll. And we'll talk with lawmakers about the deadly mass shooting in Greenwood and get reaction to the president's bout with COVID-19. It's all ahead right now on this week's edition of In Focus. A lot of news this week here in Indiana and in the nation's capital, where President Biden is recovering after testing positive for COVID-19. This amidst a continued increase in COVID cases around the country in recent weeks. Meantime, Friday, we got word the vice president was planning to come here to Indiana in the midst of the debate over the state's abortion laws as the special session gets underway on Monday. Sources say Vice President Kamala Harris will be here in the Hoosier State. A lot to get to today, and we start at the State House where Republican lawmakers unveiled their proposal to enact a near-total ban on abortion with few exceptions. We're getting reaction today, and we start with State House reporter Kristen Eskow, who has a closer look at the proposal for Senate Bill 1. This is a really, really challenging issue. Senate President Pro Tem Roderick Bray says Senate Republicans heard from thousands of people before unveiling their proposed abortion ban. The bill allows exceptions in cases of rape, incest, and threats to the mother's health, specifically to prevent a substantial permanent impairment of the life of the mother. You have to weigh the, uh, the right uh, for women to make these decisions along with the, the right of the child that's... that's um, uh, that's not born yet. In a separate bill, Senate Republicans are proposing $50 million in new funding for social services to support parents and their children. How do you know that the funding you're proposing right now is going to be enough? Uh, well, as I said in my comments, we don't necessarily know that it's, uh, it's uh, going to be adequate off into the future, but this is $50 million that will get us just through January. Bray says it's possible lawmakers could increase that funding next year. Democrats are critical of the abortion ban, raising concerns about women's rights. I think this is a clear indication that we're in trouble. Senate Minority Leader Greg Taylor argues the bill creates confusion over when abortion is allowed and could put women's lives in danger. This is not a choice for a woman. This is a choice between life or death when it comes to the health of the woman and that child. The GOP holds a supermajority in the legislature, but not all Republicans are on board with this proposal. State Senator Kyle Walker says he won't support the bill as it's written right now. My position is, is to try to find a really you know, balanced approach to this policy. Um, I think that, that allows for women to make their own health decisions in the first trimester. Experts say if the bill becomes law in its current form, that could be decided by the courts later on. The first few cases that get litigated, if there are challenges, will help to settle that. Uh, and presumably courts would draw upon other areas such as uh, negligence law or medical malpractice law. Steve Sanders with IU's Maurer School of Law says although women who obtain an illegal abortion would not face criminal penalties, enforcement remains unclear. I did a word search and the word enforce or enforcement doesn't even appear in the bill. It's just really unclear. Um, you know, what does this mean? Understanding that where we start may not be where we end. On a topic that is complex, emotionally understandably charged, uh, that we will have thoughtful conversations understanding there's a spectrum of thought. 
The governor there in an interview with WLFI on Wednesday. He hasn't said a whole lot about what kind of bill he wants to see, but it could just be a matter of weeks now until some form of this legislation is on the governor's desk, Dan. Yeah, and Kristen, in the meantime, it's not entirely clear if Republican lawmakers will give the green light to the governor's plan for inflation relief in this special session. Well, that's right. There's still a lot here at play. This week, the governor published an op-ed urging lawmakers to pass the additional refund quickly so the state can get started on getting those payments out as soon as possible, potentially next month. But the legislation Senate Republicans are proposing doesn't endorse this proposed refund. Instead, they're offering a six-month suspension on the gas tax on residential utilities and other items. House Republicans did file legislation on Governor Holcomb's proposal to give Hoosier taxpayers $225 checks. In a statement, House Speaker Todd Houston says, quote, Hoosiers need help now, and Indiana is in a position to give them their money back. So, Dan, we'll see how that question plays out here in the coming days and weeks as well. Yeah, right. This week we're also getting reaction from lawmakers to the deadly mass shooting at the Greenwood Park Mall. Of course, three people shot and killed by an armed gunman who was heroically taken down himself by an armed shopper seconds later. Of course, this is just the latest mass shooting in our country, this time here in our own backyard. And, Kristen, once again, this is prompting yet another debate about guns. Well, that's right. Lawmakers are still divided on how to respond after the violence last weekend and what potential solutions to consider. And while gun legislation isn't on the agenda for next week's special session, at least one lawmaker I spoke with wants to change that. It doesn't have to be this way. Democratic State Representative Mitch Gore represents Beach Grove, where four people were shot in a park hours after the Greenwood Park Mall shooting. Gore says he wants to start a conversation at the State House on gun violence by proposing legislation that sets storage requirements for firearms in homes. If we could get the ball rolling with this piece of legislation, that won't be the answer to all of these issues, but will be a really good first step. Then we get the public on board and maybe we can build upon that. Gore and other Democrats have been critical of Indiana gun laws. Most recently, the permitless carry legislation that took effect less than three weeks ago. It allows most Hoosiers age 18 and older to carry a handgun without a permit. You can believe in both things. You can believe people should be able to carry uh, guns lawfully after going through a certain number of reasonable steps and think that we have to do more to protect people uh, out in public. Authorities say the armed bystander who stopped the Greenwood shooter was carrying his gun legally under Indiana's permitless carry law. Many Republicans argue Indiana gun laws aren't the problem. I think our gun laws are okay. I don't know how the gun laws would have uh, contributed uh, to either of the shootings over the weekend, quite frankly. Republican State Senator Jack Sandlin, another lawmaker on Indy's South Side, says he's always open to discussing potential changes to prevent future mass shootings. He believes the laws currently on the books do a good job of allowing Hoosiers to defend themselves. We have people that are lawfully carrying firearms that are creating no harm, but want to have the right to self-defense. Now, keep in mind, of course, the Indiana legislature holds a Republican supermajority, so Republicans would need to be on board for any proposal to pass. And so far, there's no indication they'll put any related legislation forward following the shooting. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We're also getting reaction this week from elected officials praising the actions of that armed shopper, a man named Eli Dickin. Governor Holcomb said he joins all Hoosiers in being grateful for the quick heroic actions taken 
by the citizen and first responders in Greenwood, surely preventing further loss of life and injuries. He says he stands with the community grieving the loss of lives. His thoughts are also with the many people impacted by this traumatic incident, including the innocent bystanders whose lives were forever changed that day. We also heard this week from Greenwood Mayor Mark Myers. I'm so proud of the residents that we have here and really all over. We have had so much outpouring of love, of kindness, of people offering their assistance, however it could be. Right, we'll talk more about that with our panel coming up as well. Today, we're also following the latest news from Washington, D.C. President Biden announcing Thursday that he's tested positive for coronavirus, with cases once again on the rise nationwide. Here's Washington correspondent Hannah Brandt. The president was scheduled to go to Pennsylvania to talk about crime prevention. But on Thursday morning, he tested positive for COVID on two different tests. So now he's isolating at the White House. I'm doing well, getting a lot of work done. I'm going to continue to get it done. And, uh, and in the meantime, thanks for your concern. Just hours after testing positive for COVID, President Biden tweeted out this video message. He pointed out he is fully vaccinated and has had two booster shots. With highly contagious variants circulating all over, the White House press secretary says this isn't surprising. At some point, everyone's going to get COVID. What is important is to make sure that you have you get the treatment uh, that is that we have provided for folks. The White House doesn't know exactly how or where the president caught the virus, but they are working on identifying his recent close contacts. Dr. Jha says the plan is for the president to isolate for at least five days, and he'll go back to his normal schedule once he's tested negative. In Washington, I'm Hannah Brandt. Okay, Hannah, thanks so much. Coming up, we'll talk about this week's special session with the state's GOP chairman and the chair of the Indiana Democratic Party joining us in studio after the break as well. And later, we'll talk with our panel about the deadly mass shooting this week at an Indiana mall. Stick around. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. I'm joined now by GOP Chairman Kyle Hupfer as we sit down with both party chairs this week. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. A lot to talk about, obviously, the special session getting underway as Republicans unveiled an abortion ban in the state Senate. House Minority Leader Phil Giaquinta had this statement saying it's unconscionable in his view that Indiana Republicans are gambling with the lives of Hoosier women to gain points in what he called an ultimately unwinnable culture war. He said the choice to have an abortion is a personal decision that ought to be left up to a woman and her health care provider, not Republicans who, in his words, he said, were playing doctor in the state house. What's your response to that and also to the criticism that some Republican lawmakers have faced for not yet acting on the governor's plan for inflation relief? Okay, well, let's deal with, with life first. I mean, I think that Republicans have been consistent for a long time, um, and voters in Indiana are very aware of that if they've cast votes that, first of all, it's not about playing doctor. Um, they've had a they have an exception in there if there are medical reasons for the life of the mother mother to be protected um, but this is about life to uh, republicans it always has been and um, republicans across the board have run on and been elected by voters in this state uh, saying they will protect life if given the opportunity and so um, they're going to follow through with that and, and, and love those unborn children and protect life. But there are some Republicans, including State Senator Kyle Walker uh, from the Indy area, Indy area, who said maybe we should be taking a more balanced approach on abortion. He specifically cited the case of that 10-year-old rape victim who came here as a, as a reason why he thinks people should consider some of the nuances involved in the discussion. He thinks it should remain legal in the first trimester and also said he feared there could be a backlash in the business community in our state. Do you think there's room for compromise amongst Republicans around the state when it comes to some of the specifics? 
Listen, I think they're going to have a lot of debate and discussion over the next couple of weeks. I think the 10-year-old, which is a tragic case, and we should be focused on the 10-year-old, um, and obviously her circumstances under the bill that's been proposed, she would still have been able to receive the medical attention that she needed, um, both to protect her and because she was such a victim. Um, so I think we ought to be focusing on her, not not on on you know making that the poster child of this situation. But I think Dem or Republicans will talk about this over the next couple of weeks. Um, but at its core, the party and our platform has been clear for a long time that, that we respect life. We believe life begins uh, at conception and that we should protect it through natural death. Speaking of, of that 10-year-old girl, uh, obviously Attorney General Todd Rokita was also uh, in the news uh, in that conversation, now potentially facing some legal action from the doctor herself whose credentials that, that he questioned on Fox News. Do you think the Attorney General w went too far there? Listen, you'll need to talk to the attorney general about that. He kind of speaks for himself on these issues. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, now that there's litigation underway, probably he needs to get his own attorney. His attorney can explain that as well. Uh, that's not really something I'm going to get into. To what degree will, will this issue of abortion motivate voters here in Indiana ahead of the midterms? Either way. I think it's motivated voters for a long time for the Republican Party. This is something that, this isn't new. This isn't unexpected. I mean, if you would look at Republican races around this state, this, this cycle in primaries, prior cycles in primaries, general elections, the Republican Party's not been unclear about their positions on this. And so I think it's already baked into voters' views. Um, they know where Republican stands on this. But I do want to get to your to the governor's plan to give a billion dollars back, right. which That's I think is called critical. The session. Right. Called the session because of that. Um, you know, Biden-Harris inflation is running rampant across Indiana and across the country. And so um, the state is doing very well economically and financially, and so there's an additional surplus. The governor uh, believes the fastest, fairest way uh, is to give it back directly to taxpayers, that they know how to spend their money better than the government does, and if we collect extra, let's give it back. Um, and so I know the House is in alignment there. Um, I think you'll see a bill coming out of the House that is in alignment with the governor's plan. And then we'll see where the Senate goes. I know they have some different ideas, but it's good that they've acknowledged that um, inflation relief is something that the General Assembly should take up this session. And I think once you get to that point that you are in agreement that we do need to offer Hoosier some inflation relief, thinking about it, uh, the, the cleanest and fairest way is what the governor's proposed. All right, Kyle Huffer, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate your time. Thank you, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much, we appreciate it. Well, meantime, earlier this week, I also spoke with Indiana Democratic Party Mike Schmoll to get his reaction on the legislation being introduced at the State House. What are your thoughts on the bill that's been proposed? You know, I think, Dan, that they feel as though they're like the dog that finally caught up with the car. This is something that they've been talking about for decades. Um, the Roe decision came down from the Supreme Court, and it took them a while, I think, to figure out what they wanted to do. I think that they needed to see where Hoosiers were on this issue. And I think what they found is that um, the stances that they had were pretty unpopular. Um, that a lot of Hoosiers, I would say a big majority of Hoosiers, particularly Hoosier women, don't want politicians involved in personal health care choices. And so they came out with some exemptions. Um, I think they're trying to play doctor when people don't want them to do that. And so that's what I saw earlier today. But what can Democrats do about this legislation at this point? The Republicans have a super majority other than voicing opposition to these bills. Is there much your party can do to, to stop them from being enacted at this point? You know, I think what we are doing right now and what you'll see um, really this week as the session starts uh, tomorrow 
is um, mobilizing thousands of Hoosiers across the state to make their voices heard. This is a very personal decision. This is probably the most personal decision that somebody can make or a family can make when they're talking about, you know, having a family, planning a family, all of that. Um, and so Hoosiers are gonna go to the state house and they're gonna go before their representatives and make their voices heard. Um, I think that's essential because um, again, you know, I don't think we want politicians drawing any lines. You know, we trust women, we trust families to draw those lines. Um, and when politicians are playing doctor, I don't think that's popular with anybody. What impact do you think this discussion will have on the midterms, uh, this, this coming midterm election year, not just at the national level, but at the state level, where again, Republicans hold a supermajority and your party's tried to chip away at that, but yeah. is still vastly outnumbered in the state yeah. house? Yeah, I think it'll be consequential. You know, we have in our state house um, majority uh, women caucus, um, which I think is, is very powerful and meaningful. Majority of the Republicans in the, in the state house and the state Senate are obviously men, obviously white men. Um, we're talking again about an issue that relates to women having control over their own healthcare decisions, control over their own bodies, um, and having uh, majority men, majority white men making those decisions on behalf of women. I don't think that's palatable with the majority of Hoosiers. So you think this issue will drive people to the polls? I think so. This I, I really think so. Mm -hmm. A lot of polls, though, show the economy still at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And now, um, for one reason or another, 88% of people polled in a recent poll said the country was uh, on the wrong track. Mm -hmm. uh, do those numbers concern you? And, and what do we do about the, the inflation we're experiencing? W what do you make of those numbers showing the economy at the top of the list? even amidst yeah. some of these other political controversies that are yeah. ensuing right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a huge issue. Um, and of course it's concerning. I think it, can sh it should concern all Hoosiers and all Americans. We all want the prices of goods to go down. We all want uh, gas prices to go down, which is why we've, uh, the Democrats, have, have asked for a pause of the gas tax. Indiana has some of the highest gas taxes in the country. At a time when things are so expensive, we should be uh, pausing that. We should be stopping that for a little bit to give some Hoosiers relief. More of those interviews coming up next week. Straight ahead on In Focus, we'll talk with our panel about the abortion debate at the State House as the special session gets underway this week. Welcome back. Time to bring in our panel right now. Robin Winston, Mike Murphy, Laura Wilson joining us this week. Laura, let's start with you and the importance of this special session getting underway this week at the State House. It's going to be a pretty consequential moment here when it comes to abortion law in our state. It is. And when we recall, this initial special session came about, it was going to be at the beginning of July. We weren't expecting to talk about abortion. This is just going to be dealing with reserves and how much money Hoosier taxpayers get back. This is a critical moment, I think, certainly for the policy. And as we see the policies that have been unveiled uh, this past week and what we expect to hear, this will change the landscape of the policy in our state, yeah. but it will also have a tremendous impact nationwide. Mm -hmm. um, so special sessions are always really special. I think this one is most um, most important. Yeah, right a lot now. of eyes on Indiana, no doubt. Let's turn to former GOP lawmaker Mike Murphy. Mike, we spoke with Senator Kyle Walker earlier about the more balanced approach he's calling for. He says he can't support this bill in its current form. Will there be other Republicans joining him in that effort? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there will be. I mean, it, this, is a, this is a vote of personal conscience and sometimes religious faith and all kinds of things are mixed in. So I don't have any criticism of uh, Senator uh, Walker at all. 
I do think it is balanced, though. Um, I think they're going farther than I expected, which I thought may be the Mississippi case. And uh, they are going farther than that, but not as far as Indiana right to life would like them to go. So usually if you've got yeah. people on both sides disagreeing with you, you're in a pretty good spot. Robin, what's your response to that and generally to the bill that we saw unveiled this week by Senate Republicans? Well, Mike's right. I think it went further than I thought it would go. But also, you know, this bill uh, is in early stages. It can still be modified consistently and, and all the way through. Also, this isn't just about choice as it relates to reproductive rights, this is going to be about choice come November the 8th when people go to the polls. And they will have a choice to make on how people vote on this bill. Laura, the other big story this week, the shooting at the Greenwood Park Mall. We've seen this happen so many times, this time here in our own backyard this past week. It is absolutely horrifying. I know Mike and I are both Southsiders. I live in Perry Township. My family and I frequent that mall. So when you think about it being truly that close to home, I think we're all grateful there was a good guy with a gun. Um, but that narrative undermines the three victims, innocent lives that were lost. This is absolutely horrific and clearly something that we need to address. I think we don't have to to wait and worry, quite frankly, at the national level. This is something we can address as a community and as a state. And to see it happen so close to home just brings brings back that importance. Robin, how does this impact the conversation on guns as we continue to see these types of incidents play out across the country? Well, once again, the individual involved that had some juvenile problems, so he was following the, the trademark that we've seen in other shootings. I will never know because his life is not yeah. with us what his motivation was. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that he came in with a very heavy long rifle uh, and was heavily armed right. and thanks to a bystander, yep. didn't wreck more havoc. Mike, quickly, 30 seconds, your response to that? Well, I think that uh, both of them are right, both uh, Laura and uh, Robin. I think we can uh, mourn the people who lost their lives, but also honor the heroism of uh, Elijah Wicked. Or Dick, I should say. Yeah. Sorry. All right, Mike, thank you so much. We're back to wrap things up right after this. Stick around. That's going to do it for us this week on this very busy news week. Stay with us next week as the special session is underway. We'll have coverage for you right here and on our website as well. Hope you have a great weekend.